bust out of any fear that you have. That's the word. It's, and, I was about to say it's fear. Yeah. Yeah. The the fear that you have mm -hmm. that your passion can't sustain you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're because the side hustles, whether it be a passion to get out of that office cubicle you're mm -hmm. in, a passion because you know you really, as you said, you love to read. That's mm -hmm. your passion. Mm -hmm. You know, you love the concept of real estate. That was a passion. Mm -hmm. And at some point. The fear of I can make these things into my my primary income, mm -hmm. you busted out of it. Between May 2020 and December 2021, I have secured $8,121,009.35 in legitimate funding for Black and minority-owned businesses. My name is Taliba Bales, and I'm the host of the Black and Bankable podcast. Effective immediately, I am coming for more for the community. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Black and Bankable podcast. And we are right at the second Black and Bankable CEO conversation. And I am, you know, you're going to you're going to hear me say this literally for everybody I bring on the show, especially folks that I personally know. And this episode, I am so excited to introduce to the world and to have what I know will be an amazing conversation with Janelle Brown. You can see here, we put serial entrepreneur because we just wanted to make sure everything fit on that little black towel there. <laughs> but Janelle and her husband and her father have multiple businesses. And as, as I introduce Janelle to you, you will soon see the gems that, that Janelle is ready to drop and give to you to help you along with your business. So for those who have just sort of clicked on the channel and subscribed and all of that fun stuff, we are doing a CEO conversations series. And it was, it was, I was moved to do this because I want to make sure of a number of things. Mm -hmm. The first thing is I want to have real business owners. Mm -hmm. Let me honest, let me let y'all let that marinate. I want to have real business owners on the show. We have real unscripted conversations about what it is to be black and bankable, right? Like we're here on the black and bankable show. Like we got to talk about, hey, what is bankable for you? Because because bankable is different for, for business owners. We're at different levels. And so we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're also serving the purpose of dropping gems so that wherever it resonates with you and your business, if that helps you move along in your business journey and accomplish your financial goal, then hey, I, I I can stop right now. But but that is some of the goals as to why I'm doing this. And mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you have tuned in. And I'm so so happy and pumped to introduce Janelle Brown. One of we've worked on a couple of things together. 
I've helped our business on a couple of different things, but we are going to hop right into this CEO conversation. And yeah, let's go. Keeping your books in order alone is hard enough. Never mind running a business. If you are currently doing your own bookkeeping, you know working with numbers doesn't necessarily mean that you understand them. Not being able to see the big picture on top of having to do everything yourself can feel like you're running in place. Don't let your business fail because you can't keep track of your financials or don't have the time. The Bankable CEO Bookkeeping DIY membership gives you the tools you need to get real solutions and real visibility into your finances with guidance from QuickBooks certified professionals. Sign up now. Text DIY to 855-912-1020. That's DIY to 855-912-1020. So, Janelle. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, we've talked about so many different things. We've worked on so many projects. What I would love for for us to start off with, because I believe you have some awesome gems when it comes to generational wealth. Right. I'm really close with my dad, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, one of the things that I remain so impressed by you on is the fact that in your real estate business, your dad is a part of that real estate business. You guys own property together. Mm -hmm. So I would love for you to share with the audience your thoughts on like generational wealth and just Mm -hmm. sort of how you guys came into came into working together and and what that means for you. Okay. I don't know. It's a long story, but how I got into business with my dad with the real estate is that um, at first I started flipping houses. And so my dad is kind of a jack of all trades. He's always worked um, a nine to five and he always had two other, what we say, side hustles as well. So Mm -hmm. he knows how to do a lot. So he was like my main renovator. Okay. But it got to a point where there's an opportunity where an owner was selling off their their lot of properties. And where we get into that generational wealth is where, um, because my dad was in a position to purchase those, and then mm-hmm. I was in a position to rehab them. Mm-hmm. So we kind of partnered because he purchased and I rehab. So that's okay. how it came together. But that generational wealth goes back to that generation prior to you needs to have their stuff together. You know, mm-hmm. so like now I need to have my stuff together to help my children mm-hmm. if it's an um, amazing opportunity comes along. So gener- generational wealth is very, very important that, you know, we kind of take for granted. But yeah. So that's how that's, you know what? As I told you we was going to get into some gems because <laughs> the point that, that you said, and I'm just, you know, again, when it comes to generation, like what is generational wealth? How do you establish? I think you have really brought up a point that Mm -hmm. affects Blacks and minority folks perhaps a little bit more than our counterparts. And that Mm -hmm. is to establish generational wealth, the the first generation, right? Or somebody. Right, somebody. (laughs) To make sure that they've gotten their stuff in order. Yes. To set that generational path, path and that legacy down the line for those who come after you. That's amazing. That's that's mm-hmm. definitely something I want to make sure that my audience picked up on that. What are your thoughts about like, how, well, what if your dad didn't, right? Like what if your dad didn't have his stuff together? And, and let's focus on you and your husband, mm-hmm. right? Like what are some tools um, and some tips that you can give a business owner who may need to, you know, reset, get their self together to establish generational wealth for, for their legacies? Well, I would say um, a lot of times when we think about wealth, we think about 
cash. Mm -hmm. And that's only a part of it. I think that major thing is credit. So we need to have our credit together Mm -hmm. because when your credit together, it can kind of get you access to cash that you might not necessarily have um, earned. So I think that would be the the tip or the tool is to have your personal mm-hmm. life credit together. And because it's unavoidable, like we, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, you know, everybody says that like, oh, girl, you know, you need to have your, your credit together. And, mm-hmm. and these are things that we know. Mm-hmm. Right. But so in our and what I want to make sure that we that we capture is mm-hmm. and what we point out is we know that credit goes up and credit goes down. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, real life, you could have gone through, you know, a divorce or Mm -hmm. lost your job or, you know, just anything that happened, the the pandemic, Mm -hmm. you know, in which your credit score may take a hit, you know, but what I want to make sure that we point out is, you know, well, so what if it's not perfect? Identify a trusted source, Mm -hmm. you know, that can help you reestablish that. And just identify that timeline because it is going to take a little time, Mm -hmm. but identify that timeline and work in your goals, your business related goals based upon your credit journey. But it's definitely it incentivizes so many different things. As we know, when you have your personal credit together, as Janelle and her husband and her dad uh, was successfully able to accomplish, as you can see, she is a serial entrepreneur. She has a they have a real estate uh, investment business. And now they also have a bookstore. And let me tell you, you know, I told Janelle, like, I am so impressed with the black woman owning a bookstore. I mean, you know, you just, you know, a black owned bookstore, right? Like, mm-hmm. how did you arrive at saying, this is what I want to do? Like in this digital age, mm-hmm. right? I just, I, I want to get like, how did you land on the bookstore and 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 what are some things that you want the world to know about, like, just that project for you? Um, so how I landed with the bookstore is I love to read. So I love, love, love to read. And so I would go to Books A Million and they would have that one section for African-Americans. Okay. <laughs> and then about, I would say four... This is 2022. You know, these. So I'll say five years ago, they took it. They took it away. Right. So they said they were dispersed throughout the store. But I looked, I couldn't find them. Okay. (laughs) And so it came about from the lack of books that look like me and having access to the lack, you know, to the books that look like me that in that I related to. So that's okay. kind of how it got started. And then it was just something to encourage reading and our children because we were getting to a point where everything was just, you know, game, 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 online, online, online. Nobody wanted to read. Mm-hmm. And, you know, reading kind of takes your mind to different places to it where does. if you've never been there, you still can experience it through a book. Exactly. You know, and so mm-hmm. when then when our kids were getting to school, they couldn't relate because their mind hadn't been Mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. these places they hadn't read it you know they didn't understand it so mm-hmm. that's kind of how the bookstore got started okay wow it, man Mm-mm-mm. so that's still even more legacy building <laughs> you know it's you're pouring into your your generational wealth your individual family wealth and then you said hey so you took action on something that mm-hmm. is a real issue 
Mm-hmm. And that is not only, you know, just seeing stuff on TV that looks like looks like us, but, you know, books, you know, in a digital world. And I also just in establishing something for your for your kids. You have daughters, mm-hmm. sons. I have one daughter, one son. OK, to say, you know what? Now we have books. <laughs> I, right. love yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. And so the credit piece, you said you wanted to add something to that. Yes. So when I say um, get your credit together, like I've been through all of the above. Okay. So from where my credit score took a hit when I was down to to 500, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I say all that to say life happens, but at that point you start making a plan. Mm -hmm. My my husband and I first got married, my credit was fine then. And his was just, you know, it was awful. So what we did was every time we had income tax, it took about two years and we had extra money we paid off something on his credit. So that's why I say you got to have a plan. You know, anytime you have extra money, income tax time, you know, we love vacations. We do. We always (laughs) need a break. But you plan that out, you know, for Mm -hmm. your future. So if it means taking that money and paying off something, and I do believe in, which I know we're in like a dispute happy society, but I do (laughs) believe in paying off and settling debt that you owe because then it kind of releases that blessing in your life. Mm, You know what I'm saying? I do. Somebody entrusted you to give you money Mm -hmm. or an item for Mm -hmm. you to pay it back. And Mm -hmm. like I said, life happens. But Mm -hmm. when you're able to settle or to pay off, pay that back. Yeah. Because then you never know what opportunity comes just from you being a good steward over that item. Okay. That's my credit piece. Like I'm always telling people, like they'll say, how do I fix my credit? And I always say, pay them people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's part of my real estate thing. Pay them people. You know, that's just part of it because it, it opens so many doors once you get, and if you can, mm-hmm. once you get that burden per se off of you. That's a very interesting, that's a very interesting outlook on it. I want to dive deeper into that. And let's talk about like the resources. We know that mm-hmm. one of the major challenges for Black folks, Black businesses is identifying resources, lack of resources. Do you feel that that was your experience in the sense of, you know, well, where, like, how do I identify the resource? How do I develop this plan? Right. You know, mm-hmm. talk to me about, about that piece, how you identify with finding resources and identifying resources? I think it was easier for me as far as resources because I worked at a credit union. Okay. And so I was a loan officer, so I saw credit, you know, Mm -hmm. so I could kind of relate to people that came in and I could have empathy because I had been there where they are. So Mm -hmm. I kind of had that background of financial education you know, mm-hmm. already, mm-hmm. but everybody doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we come in, you know, entrepreneurs that have started and have gotten established is just to be your resource to somebody. Right. And, you know, we're all in this to, to make some money. That's true. Mm-hmm. But if we could dedicate a portion of our time to give some free information, just <laughs> how to get started, you know, everybody want to charge you for every little thing, but give something away to give somebody, get them started. Reach back. You know, that's what I hear you saying. Reach back. (laughs) Right. Because if you give them some value, they're going to, they're going to spend with you. Absolutely. You know, because they know, Hey, she gave me this for free to help me propel. Mm -hmm. What am I going to get for the stuff that she's charging Mm -hmm. for? You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we have to be a resource to each other and um, a trusted resource. I mean, a resource to where we've experienced it, not just 
Mm. Um, we saw it. We experienced. We can relate mm-hmm. to whatever whatever they need. Right. So in essence, the person that you're going to for these resources, like in obviously in your position, you have, and I want to definitely um, get your feedback in your former professional hat as a loan officer for a credit union. But when it comes to a trusted resource, what I want to say is, you know, again, someone who you know has done it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And not always who makes it look good. You know, I think in the current time that we're in, where it's really about your marketing dollars, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or Mm -hmm. your marketing ability. And so business owners have told me that there's so much information out there or, you know, or you get distracted because you have, you know, this person's social media channel that's showing them hopping out of a Bentley, you know, and different things like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the biggest thing is to make sure that you don't get lost in that, that yes. your trusted resource is where you can you can verify that whatever it is that professional is saying that they can help you with. As we say, like, where are the receipts? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, have yes. lived it? Because when the scenario, especially when it comes to money, you need to have several scenarios in your toolbox because mm-hmm. ev- everyone's not a right, right size fits all type of thing. That's right. So, so in your former position as a loan officer at a credit mm-hmm. union, I'm sure you probably saw, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of that. Can you talk to the audience about let's make what those challenges are that you've seen mm-hmm. and and again, like how you were able to work through that as a loan officer with mm-hmm. that particular business or individual? I guess in those situations, I would say don't get caught up with the glitz and glamour. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where if you couldn't handle something small, don't try to get that big yet mm-hmm. you know handle that small mm-hmm. you know let's handle um what you have now like for instance people may want to purchase let's just say a thirty thousand dollar car okay and so before i would do that i would say well hey you know your um debt ratio is high maybe okay. we should consolidate some stuff first get you into a more affordable purchase and then let's get to the car okay. you know what i'm saying it's almost like we don't we have to prioritize and mm-hmm. have things together not necessarily we need to have it affordable okay okay mm-hmm. not just because it looks good you okay. know like I said it goes back to that plan mm-hmm. you got to have a plan and sometimes mm-hmm. it's good to have somebody that's not in the situation looking outside and say hey mm-hmm. hold on, mm-hmm. let's back it up let's get you a plan together so like how you did with me let's get <laughs> you a plan together mm-hmm. in order for you to get xyz so let's just work on paying what you have mm-hmm. before you add something even bigger that you can't handle when you're not handling what you what you have now. I don't know if that's making sense. It absolutely does. And the reason why I wanted to pull that out of you is because a lot of times we don't know where to start mm-hmm. because, because there is that information overload or because it's easy to get distracted with those folks who appear to be very uber successful, you know? And so at that point, they're not really talking about how they got there as far as a plan goes. And I think it it hits to what you also said with the financial literacy, Mm -hmm. you know, and going back to the generational wealth with, you know, where your father was and being able to purchase the property. It is having somebody to talk to you about those things. Mm -hmm. What the heck is a plan? And, And actually being like realistic, 
-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Realistic based upon the person. Right. And so I'm sure you saw this, you know, in your capacity with the credit union, but then just also with in your own life experiences, I just want to make sure that the audience knows, like, if you're lost, there are so many trusted resources out there that you can sit down with those individuals, particularly, you know, of course, you know, SBA has SCORE, you have your Alabama SBDC offices, you have nonprofits like mine. No, just <laughs> no, but seriously, you know, you, you have resources out there and I want you to be vulnerable enough to say, I have no clue because, mm -hmm. you know, we, because we really have unique challenges as black folks. Like yes. you said, it could be that your parents didn't have it together. Mm -hmm. The circle around you mm -hmm. doesn't have it together. Mm -hmm. So you're you're in an environment where you're truly all you have is is maybe social media. Right. But right. there are absolutely like be vulnerable enough to say, I need you to tell me what this plan is. Yeah. <laughs> what this yeah. plan is. Let's set something that's based upon my actual experience. You know what I'm saying? My credit scores are 500, whatever mm -hmm. your experience is. Right. Identify what that experience is so you can have a custom to fit plan that's actually going to yield you the results that you need to accomplish those different goals. We it's almost like you have to invest in yourself. Mm, okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're going to have to be willing to research and even take classes. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you got to be able to invest in yourself and everything, not just rely on what you can see on the surface. Sometimes you got to dig, mm -hmm. yes. you know, and that's learning in that digging. Absolutely. So let's pop back out and let's let's talk about how you arrived at being a serial entrepreneur now. So we've already identified you worked for a bank. And so now you have two businesses at least. <laughs> so I want to I want to talk about the context of how you arrived at becoming a business owner and then just talking about like the value of and you've already kind of touched on it, but the value of the black business owners contribute to uh, the community? The way I became a serial entrepreneur is when I left the credit union, I went to private, to you know, to corporate America. Okay. Say, um, as a treasury analyst. And okay. once you get in corporate, you know, it is cutthroat. Like, <laughs> it's cutthroat. Yeah. And I just remember being at my desk and thinking, this can't be all to life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it can't be... And there's nothing wrong with nine to fives. I applaud right. them because they help fund your dream. Exactly. But I think you get to a point where you're like, this it's got to be more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and that's why I got to that point where it's got to be more than to me than just working, getting home. I can't mentally spend time with my kids because my brain is still coming down from the work, work mm -hmm. day. And I was like, that's, that's just not how I wanted to, to live, you know, to yeah. retire when I turned 65. And yeah. finally get a break from life, you know. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so I started YouTubing. I started planning. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It wasn't all of a sudden thing. I started planning out, okay, I love real estate, so I'm looking at real estate. Oh, the first thing I did was started listening to podcasts. I listened to ET podcasts. I listened to some of um, Dave Ramsey. I listened to Sleepers for Suckers. I mean, I just, I was constantly listening and learning, formulating my exit plan, so to say, mm -hmm, so to speak. Mm -hmm. and, and so the very first thing I did was get my real estate license. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the first thing I did. And then while I was also working my nine to five, I went ahead and um, built my website for the books. You know, okay. <laughs> and in between that, we started buying houses and, you know, remodeling. And that was all done at my nine to five with a plan. And that's yeah. how I got to be a serial entrepreneur. It's just taking all these different things because you, even though you have a passion for something, it just kind of worked out for me that I have a passion for everything that I do. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes your passion may not fund mm. what you need. So mm-hmm. you still need to have something going on to bring you some steady money. So that's, that's how I got started. That's perfect because we, you and I have also talked about that side hustle. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that because I also had, it's a transition. Let's not right. open that. Because obviously when I was with the Department of Justice, even back in 2006, I had like taxes was my side hustle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I want to get into the mindset of that, of the side hustle. Because right now, the reality is that we have a lot of businesses that are actually side hustles right now. (laughs) You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, like you're going back and forth across a line because your W-2 job is fueling the side hustle. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about that. Is there a mindset that, that when we're in that side, that like, okay, we're, is it like a testing phase? Let's talk about that side hustle uh, Mm. piece that we talked about before this episode in the sense of, what you've just said, like, here's what I was doing. I was buying real estate and then I also was doing the website. Mm-hmm. At what point did you convert those side hustles at that time? Like, when did you feel like, okay, I'm ready to launch it now? I want to talk about side hustles today. <laughs> okay, Side hustles are great because <laughs> yeah, they teach you discipline, right? Okay. So, and it's okay to go from side hustle to side hustle, figuring out what mm-hmm. you like. That's like perfectly it. fine. But also, once you figure out what you like, you need to have a vision of not just quote unquote staying a side hustle. Like, this is going to be, like I tell my husband all the time, I run a respectful business <laughs> at the place. Exactly. That whole little no business concept. Don't little no business. business. Nothing, you know. Um, right. And the thing with side hustles is that. When you're in side hustle mode, there are so many people watching you mm. to see if you're going to sustain or endure it. Okay. So side hustle, great. Do it. I love it. But have that that vision of taking it, taking it big. Right. You know what I'm saying? Don't get discouraged in a side hustle because like I said, everybody's watching. So I'll be like, people used to call me the book lady because I did vendor shows. And okay. I was known as a book lady, like, oh, book lady, you still here? <laughs> you know, you have to stay in that side hustle and it, it's going to help you grow. And, and it's also going to be a good tool to say, you know what, this business is just not for me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. side hustles are important to have, but you also need to, I know people always use these big words, we don't know what they say, scale, <laughs> you know, do that. like, what do you mean? You want it to grow. You right. want it to get to where it can run itself. Right, right. So what I hear is, you know, because we all have them, but what I what I want to say and put out into the atmosphere, and I'd love for the audience to put the comments underneath Mm -hmm. this post, but I think that it's a mindset of, you know what, I have this W-2 job or other income or my husband has this income, wife has, you know, we have this Mm -hmm. income, you know, this side hustle is really like a, a reflection of a passion. 
mm-hmm. uh, of what I really would love to be doing. But am I scared? Like, why is that side hustle staying a side hustle? Am I scared? Is it that we're of the mindset of I'm comfortable because mm-hmm. I have this other money coming in. Mm-hmm. And so I'm comfortable. And so I'm going to just keep doing this on the side. Where I'm mm-hmm. going with y'all is, and why why Janelle is a perfect person to, to, to represent this is, as she said, grow your side hustle. Bust out of any fear that you have. That's the word. It's, and, I was going to say it's fear. Yeah. 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 The, the fear that you have, mm-hmm. that your passion can't sustain you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're because the side hustles, whether it be a passion to get out of that office cubicle you're mm-hmm. in, a passion because you know you really, as you said, you love to read. That's mm-hmm. your passion. Mm-hmm. You know, you love the concept of real estate. That was a passion. Mm-hmm. And at some point, the fear of I can make these things into my my primary income, mm-hmm. you busted out of it. Yeah. That that's the word is fear, because let's just be honest and real. When we working, the money that we make, that money is called for. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. We we run. You know how you get paid when well, my this check. I'm paying the house. I'm paying the car. We got a little bit for grocery because we get so comfortable in yeah. that guaranteed money or that W two money. We're really we're comfortable in the in the position. Mm-hmm. But we're uncomfortable in life because mm-hmm. I know when I quote unquote ran my side hustles, my side hustle paid the phone bill. <laughs> you know, what okay. I'm saying? <laughs> we both had you know decent jobs, but when you yeah. work in decent jobs, you max yourself out because yeah. you know you're gonna get paid every week or every two weeks. You know, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep, yep, so, yep. It's getting over that fear because let me tell y'all. So personally, in in corporate. I had reached a point to where my last day, like I worked in treasury. So we had to close out the books mm-hmm. um, in corporate accounting. And so when I closed out the books, I wrote my resignation that day. <laughs> okay. It was April 30th. I remember <laughs> because that morning I closed on the house. So I okay. had, you know, I was feeling good about myself. So I had a little bit. <laughs> and y'all, I was mentally done and you don't, I don't think you want to get to that point. That's why I always say plan, plan, plan. I always have a, a vision to grow your side hustle because in my case, I ain't know I was gonna leave work that morning. I ain't know I was gonna leave work that that <laughs> afternoon. Right. So yeah. when I left, my quote unquote side hustles of real estate and books was all I had. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So don't let that fear of guaranteed money cripple you because yeah. it could it could cost your mental health. I don't know if I'm making any sense. <laughs> you know, so that's why I always like plan, think about, dream, all yeah. of it. Yeah. 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 Set yourself free. Get yeah. yourself into a position where you're able to pour into yourself. Yeah. You know, because we had, we definitely have similar experiences in the sense that you know, oh my goodness, I was a GS 14. I didn't pop back to GS 14, 15, back and forth. Very yeah. comfortable. Home, cars. <laughs> hey, I'm living. You right. know? It's a good and, money. <laughs> good, right. Good money. Like you say, it's like, okay, so this check gonna pay me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, because 
that is, I mean, you know, especially when you have a lot of different things going on, you know, children or like family or just life, you know what I mean? Like we do need that stabilizing thing. Right. Make no mistake. I am absolutely nine to five. It's like, hey, but once someone told me you're nine to five, you know what I mean? Learn from it. Especially yeah. if you have that side hustle, that passion that you know that you like, you got that exit plan whenever it is, mm-hmm. then use what, what like that company you're working for. Like that's your insight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How are they being successful enough to have a hundred employees, 500, however many yep. employees they have? Use that as your, as your model, as your mm-hmm. template of what you like and what you don't like. That's exactly you know what right. I mean? And then you carry that over into you know, what you want to do for yourself. That's true. And, but again, just kind of going back to how comfort can cripple you. Mm-hmm. It can 100% cripple you. I say mm-hmm. all the time, I, I should have left, you know what I mean? My comfortable job and, mm-hmm. and really set in what I am in now, probably yeah. at least two years prior to, to when I did. Yeah. And yep. so that's why I want to, and I had a plan also. So mm-hmm. it's like, here it is, y'all. Two people who had, like, I had that plan. I'm nurturing the plan. I mm-hmm. already knew how I was going to be leveraging certain resources. But then it was just like, all right, well, I guess I'll do this next year. Because you're comfortable. And so what happens from the financial standpoint is because you have that fear or that comfort, you just, you make your own side hustle your little business. Mm-hmm. You're not respecting it. That's right. And what I mean by that is like we got all we so your side hustle when you not when you don't have your stuff in QuickBooks at least. Yes. Then what does that do? Now your business is not even your side hustle is not even able to, you can't even leverage it. You can't, yep. You can't track uh-huh. it. Still, you still putting the stuff in your personal account. Mm-hmm. And I know you are because it's a side hustle. That means it's not an LLC, which means you don't have a business checking account. I'm going right. to call y'all out. That's the truth. That's the truth. And so what happens then? Now your side hustle really and truly is a little business because 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 of fear, because of right. comfort. And mm-hmm. then so when it's time for you to go get the money, oh, you could have made buku, buku's of money in that side hustle, but you kept it at the side hustle. You did not put those things in place like QuickBooks, like, you know, business formation, right? And so therefore, you have nothing to speak with it. Right. And the bank's looking at you like, you know, I'm sure you had to, <laughs> you saw some of this as a law officer. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, now what do you have to show for it? And the bank sit back, like, like I used to just sit back and do like this. <laughs> you, know, you roll your chair on back, like, you know, like, I can't. We're like, dang. I, I mean, me. you know, especially when you get a good business loan officer or a bank that mm-hmm. really and truly is for your black business, you know, they, I, I know some, some, some CDFIs and banks that really want to give you this money, mm-hmm. but they're like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how you and I, um, not in the sense of you didn't know what you were doing. So let me clarify that for the audience. But one of the ways Janelle and I worked. Well, together, a lot of things I didn't, I had to learn, you know, I learned as I, but the thing about it did, I took that leap to start. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're going to make mistakes. You're going to learn as you go. But the mm-hmm. point of it is that you started to like you go back to you said that formation. You have to be in proper form. Like you need verification. You need tracking. QuickBooks is great. Like QuickBooks helped me out a lot, especially with collecting rent. Like you mm-hmm. have some people that 
they don't want to go to the bank and deposit. They don't mm-hmm. want to meet you for cash. But you know what? If you got QuickBooks and they can pay by Apple Pay or by their debit card, right. <laughs> everybody's happy. You yes. know what I'm saying? You've got to have your systems in place. Yeah. Make it easy for people to pay you using mm-hmm. the accounting system that you need, you know what I mean, to, as you said, verify. Verify. To, to get, again, get that financial paperwork in order, mm-hmm. you know, for the next level. Right. And so, you know, that's how you and I started working together in the sense that, you know, you already had QuickBooks. But again, just kind of navigating into a what the heck, because make no mistake, I understand. And, 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 you know, this is not a QuickBooks commercial per se, but I understand that a part of that plan is believing that, okay, first of all, it's going to be too expensive. Well, and I get this all the time. I, I got a QuickBooks account, but I haven't been working in it, you know? And so that's, that's where I just got to be open and honest with you. It's like, so just purchasing QuickBooks is not enough. And you I think actually, actually like, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I was going to say, I think you're the one that actually introduced me to QuickBooks because, and I didn't even know you, going back to investing in yourself, I was on a, like a, a webinar with Carmen from Birmingham uh-huh. and you were one of the speakers and you were talking about it. And I was like, hmm. And so then that's kind of how, I think we linked up was through QuickBooks. And then on top of that, once you did that, then you did it, you did seminars on how to use it. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think you were the one that introduced me to QuickBooks. (laughs) Okay. 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 (laughs) See, I'm learning something new already. (laughs) And it made a difference because once I think, so I got QuickBooks and then maybe like you, you teamed up with like the black chambers to do like a Mm -hmm. seminar on teaching it. It Mm -hmm. wasn't y'all, it wasn't a month where QuickBooks is reaching out for funding. And I didn't necessarily need the funding, but I thought I'd get it just to build business credit. You know, they uh-huh. give me money, I take it. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I also use that same money to pay it back. Yes. And that was within 30 days of yeah. signing up to leave a, showing us how to use it and how to fund an offer. Yes, indeed. Uh-huh. Yes, indeed. Okay, yes. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. So the other project, of course, without putting like all our business out there, right? right. But I got to grab some of these amazing things that uh, Janelle's real estate company, you know, was doing the other way that, that I work with business owners is connecting you to the money. Like I always yes. said, well, let me help you get to the money. Right. Mm-hmm. And Janelle is the, is, was one of the perfect clients in the sense of, again, she's a researcher. She already like knew, you know, Hey, this is, this is what I know I need so forth and so on. And so the connection was, I just need you to help me get myself in QuickBooks. Yep. Cause she already had the credit. She the businesses were already performing, mm-hmm. right? But then it was like, okay, so let's get it in QuickBooks because remember, I sent an email to Valley Bank. You know, shout out yep. to Alpha Bartley yep. Jones. You know what I mean? Here in Birmingham, and was like, hey, you know, I have a bankable black business who's right. trying. You were trying to purchase. A fourplex, mm-hmm. a fourplex. Yeah. And and so then we had the financial statements together and all of that stuff. And so and and so that's that's really, you know, I mean doing a commercial for myself, to be honest with you. I'm yes. not just a podcaster. Yes. Yo, she got me all the way together with profit and loss. Yeah. Stuff that you need that mm-hmm. you don't have the resource or access to access to or know how to do. That's where mm-hmm. You got to have that professional resource. Yeah. And just kind of made it um, easy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the right. It's just, it was just, 
explainable and easy once you get the numbers plugged in, how I can just give you your report. I mean, you know, <laughs> right. And then, and as I always say, you know, and, and again, just so impressed with Janelle's like kind of the, the perfect client in the sense that you, and this is this, and I'm going to say this, this is most of us, right? Mm -hmm. Let's go back to that passion. You already have it in you to be successful, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. when Janelle, when we, when we linked up, she had that passion was it was blazing was a blazing she had a foundation yes in you know being a loan officer of course her father the connection that i think a lot of black business owners need is mm -hmm. now let me get you that's why i keep saying bankable let's get your stuff because i already know what the banks are going to you know especially the banks i work with what they're going to be asking for plus and here it is here this is why it's building out a team too mm -hmm. plus like me and my team, we like live breathing, you know what, QuickBooks. Right. Yeah. So let's it is easy for us. Add yeah. somebody to your team that's also doing something that you know you need. Like you say, right. you're investing in yourself. And then in Janelle's case, she was comfortable working in QuickBooks. So really, she helped me launch the QuickBooks DIY monthly membership. Because it's like, <laughs> okay, there are business owners that just simply need for you to get, just get me in there. <laughs> you yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Serve as a resource. I can drive. And at the end of the day, now you have financial reports that you're able to interpret. You're able to set goals. You're yep. able to apply to financing when you need the financing. So mm -hmm. it's, 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 I hope that you can identify your entire journey, y'all. Mm -hmm through mm -hmm. what Janelle has has been so transparent about yep. in her journey of becoming a serial entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And one of her newest projects, which I'll give a little teaser, you know, is, you know, her book club. Well, let me let me let you tell it. You, you know, you know, <laughs> you got to tell me to be quiet sometimes because I just get so excited about about featuring my black business owners. Tell us about the project that you are going to be doing in a couple of weeks uh, with your bookstore. And then tell, let's, it's all, now let's, let's shine, you know, shine more lights on you. <laughs> I want you to talk about, you know, the upcoming project you have at Brown mm -hmm. Books and More. Mm -hmm. um, go. Okay. <laughs> so the upcoming project is that we are starting a book club. Okay. Um, and... I had so many people reach out and say, hey, do you have a book club? And I'm like, no, you know, you can start. And they're like, no, we need somebody else to do it. And so that's just kind of how it was birthed. And it's been like an uh, unbelievable response. I mean, just from all over, like I got some Birmingham people, <laughs> you know, it's just like, I, know I was reaching, you know, <laughs> you know, that far. But but it's just a way to get the community together a way for us to network and then to learn more about each other. Okay. So it's more of a universal book club. And I got some that are, you know, some little breakout, but I'm excited about that. The community seems to be excited. Y'all are going to see me blowing it up too. <laughs> y'all know I'm, I'm all about the elevated and I talk, and I used to be an avid reader, Lord. Fortunately, my 12 year old is, is keeping the, the torch going because she loves yeah. to read. But we're going to Huntsville, honey. Black and Bankable, we are going to be <laughs> on site on April the 14th, right? Tell tell everybody like when you're going to be doing the specific launch of the book club. Um, April 14th, 
mm-hmm. from 6 to 7.30 p.m. Okay. We're going to have a meet and greet. Um, we're going to have a, like a charcuterie box and some water. Maybe something else. I don't know yet. Right. Can't I'm like, it. I thought you were going to say wine. I heard wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something else going to be there. Um, and it's just going to be a way for us to introduce ourselves. Um, get familiar with the book. The book is where the crawdads sing. It's a, a universal book, um, something that everyone can relate to. Okay. So that's that's what we're gonna do. April 14th, 6 to 7 30. And we're planning on to do in person and then some type of live. So the ones that can't travel to the area, they still can participate. So yeah. Wonderful. So we are traveling to Huntsville and I'm taking my daughters because <laughs> I know that they will love the bookstore. I am super excited. And and so as we build up to that, I want to make sure that y'all support. Janelle and uh, Brown's Books and more in Huntsville, Alabama, because, you know, she's already doing great things. But I I know that this project in itself, you know, is going to be an extension of what, you know, why she started the the store. And that is, you know, making sure that in our day, like that whole work-life balance thing, (laughs) what's that, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That that in our work-life balance, you know what I'm saying? That we are properly being edified, our choice of what we, of what we want to expose our minds to, expose our families to, and then the networking. So to have a project like this being so close to, you know, where I am, it's like, you know, hey, I'm excited about, about it. And so I definitely want to make sure that, that y'all lock it in here, lock it in. Uh, We're going to be making sure that you have Janelle's contact information, Mm -hmm. particularly for uh, the event coming up on the 14th, but just so how you can connect with her anyway, because she, again, as you, as I'm sure you've seen, and we've really only touched the surface. So, you know, we're probably going to do a part two interview (laughs) uh, on the 14th, especially based upon your feedback, but, you know, just, you can see that when you, when we have these real conversations, you know what I'm saying? Real conversations, mm-hmm. unscripted conversations. It's impossible for us to predict how this is going to help you. Right. But if if you know me and as you as you continue to keep me on your entrepreneur journey, one of my primary goals is to make sure that this information is unlocked for you. Yes. That you don't feel like, you know, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that somebody know the information, <laughs> but they just not telling me. That's right. You know? So when you hear it from someone who's who's actually, as we say, out here in these streets doing yes. it, Janelle is out here and her husband and her father are out here in these streets doing it. They are investing in real estate, have multiple properties, renting, have rental income coming in. And the bookstore. And I I know I hadn't touched on all of it. (laughs) I guess I will say just being transparent. So with the books, you know, most of the times all we could do was vendor shows because I didn't have a brick and mortar. And so when COVID hit, you know, everybody heard pivot, pivot, pivot. But I was like, if I hear pivot one more time, (laughs) I'm a scream. But in that pivoting, and it really got me to think, well, maybe I could either try to just see if I could do brick and mortar. And really, y'all, it fell in my lap. But I, I say all that to say my side hustle, once I actually took that leap of doing brick and mortar scaling per se, we have made half as much in a month and a half than what we did our year before with wow. just doing vendor shows. So wow. definitely don't let fear cripple you. You know? Oh, my goodness. 
that's that's really a a perfect way to end this part part one (laughs) of the conversation with janelle brown who has joined us today as a serial entrepreneur of brown homes and more and brown books and more yes and and those are just again that's just really i know the tip of the iceberg of what the brown family is doing We've talked to you about generational wealth. We've been real with you and transparent with you about having a plan. I think Janelle probably yeah. said that a million times. <laughs> a yep. million and times. Like, you, know, <laughs> you know, yep. and then building out your team. Like it's it's getting over the fear. Mm-hmm. You know, and yep. I think planning, I know for me, writing something down, it stabilizes my brain for some reason. And mm-hmm. so that's why I want to make make sure that y'all get that connection of just write something down, like with the plan, yeah. like start somewhere, right, Janelle? Yeah. Like, what are some what are some things that helped you be accountable to your plan? Writing down the task. Write down you need an EIN. Check it off. Write down you need to get the formation for your LLC or however you're gonna do it. Check it off. Write down your business bank account. Basically, basically, write it down. Check it off. Yes. Yes. I mean, exactly. Put it. <laughs> So that you, because let me tell you something. If y'all can see my office right now, I have huge post-it notes like on different walls in mm-hmm. the biz, in the building because I'm a I'm a visual person. Yeah, that's and me. I'm always thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm a note taker. So when you're yeah. always thinking, you know, I really it's like you know feel like oh oh, but if mm-hmm. you don't write it down, you'll you'll forget. I know I'll right. forget it. Right. And so that's why let's start there. Let's identify mm-hmm. that baby step. You know, I want to challenge y'all, you know, write, start writing some stuff down if you're not. So that you can, even if it's a list of a hundred things, like, because again, I told you, I got a whole bunch of post-it notes around here Mm -hmm. to be able to, as Janelle said, check it off or cross it out. Mm -hmm. Oh, your brain's like, Ooh, I got something accomplished. And that helps with the fear. Yeah. That helps you with the fear. That helps you with the anxiety because you're seeing that you're getting something done and you're moving towards getting where you need to be. Yep, that's exactly, exactly right. Yes, indeed. So thank you so much, Janelle, for uh, for coming on and giving the world another CEO Conversations um, <laughs> here on the Black and Bankable podcast. I'm so excited for you. I remain so impressed with everything that you're you're doing. And I'm excited to uh, see you in a couple of weeks yes, on you. site at the bookstore. Thank y'all for, for another tuning in again. Yes. And be sure that you subscribe so that you can get the next episode. And Janelle and I, we might do a YouTube live on site. I don't know. We got some stuff cooking up for y'all. Yeah. I know, no, no, that there are some folks who are extremely excited about this book club. Yes. So I'm going to start yes. running my mouth, y'all. <laughs> Thank you again. And uh, we will see you next time. All right. Y'all have a great day.